what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about Selena, the series. You know, no J-Lo this time, but you know what? She, you know, everything's still all good. Still getting that Latin flavor in there. So stay tuned for the first ones to die. You are now listening to The First Ones to Die. The First Ones to Die. First Ones to Die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The First Ones to Die. I am Jonathan. I am here with my co-hosts, Alex and Jerome. Say what up to the people. Hi. How's it going? All right. Today is a very exciting episode because we are going to be recapping, reviewing, discussing Selena the series. Selena the series is on Netflix. Um, It released on December 4th. IMDb describes it as a biography drama musical series about late Tejano singer Selena as her dreams come true and her family makes life-changing choices on the singer's journey to success. Series was created by Moises Zamora and stars Christian Serratos of The Walking Dead fame. We all love her as Rosita. And we're going to dive into the show. Um, you may have this seen This is the our- most background we've ever given for anything we've ever <laughs> reviewed ever. <laughs> it's been a minute I mean, since the show came out, so we might as well. That is true. I mean, it's been over a month now. I'm just saying. It's, I was just like, you just, going, you just running through the whole list. I was like, man, this it's whoever's watching thing. this episode, listening to this episode, listen, y'all getting like the real deal this time. All right, we're not well, no also, messing around. No, but you do give end up giving the directors' names, like screenwriters and all that, Jerome, like later on. So that what? Jonathan's just putting that out first now. That's that's true. You do. Yeah, and then you always say about how it's similar to their like other directing other movies. Exactly. So there Fair we enough. go. I'm not picking on you. I'm just, yeah. I'm just I'm just commenting it's on the, like the facts. <laughs> so Jerome, since you have so much to say, <laughs> what are your overarching overarching? We'll get into the nitty gritty later. But what are your overarching thoughts on Selena the series? Did you like it? Did, was it mad? Did you dislike it? What are your thoughts? Um, well, firstly, just letting it, letting the record show for anyone who, if this is your first time listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube channels, we spoil stuff here. So right now we're going to give the non-spoiler section and we will let you know when the spoiler section is coming up. Just want to put that out there. Uh, secondly, uh, as far as my feelings on the show, just general thoughts. Um, I... Uh, honestly, it, it still is like a process for me. I'm still processing it um, because it's one of those things where I do, I love the performances. I think everybody does a great job with the performances. Um, I think some of the care, a lot of the parts of the family have a lot of nuance um, as like, because, you know, with the movie, they can only do but so much. So, you know, cause they had two hours to kind of tell their story. With a show, they can kind of really take their time. They can dive into each family member and really give some context for why they are the way they are, why their uh, job in in the family and in the band is so important, that sort of stuff. So uh, I like that aspect. However, I do think the show is a bit too long. There's a there's a couple spots here and there where I felt like like you know there's just extra stuff that's not quite necessary to tell the story um but you know i like and we'll get into 
what I think about it later. And maybe like, you know, because right now this is part one. This is like season one, but they call it part one. Uh, so maybe in part two, the links will make a lot more sense. So we'll see. But overall, though, I do like it. I just don't love it, I think, is the best way to describe it. That's like fair. Okay. How about you, Allie? I didn't like it. I got all. So don't call a show Selena if you're not going to focus on Selena. I, see, I wasn't Selena. sure if we were going to save that for the spoilers because I felt the same way. <laughs> I think I'm way. not explaining exactly how it was about the family or how it was about her. I just feel like if you're going to name a series after somebody, it should really focus more so on them. But it wasn't really her series. They could have just mm-hmm. easily named it, uh, you know, Selena and the and the boys, which was the band name in English. So, you know, or just something like that or the history of Selena or something. They shouldn't really have made it Selena the series. I just feel like they didn't they just it wasn't it wasn't her show so there was the there was no point to that name at all mm-hmm. so i wasn't yeah. really a fan of it i 100 percent agree i was mm-hmm. pretty mad on the show there were aspects of it that i enjoyed but there were probably more aspects that i was questioning and thinking about that dampened my um enjoyment of the show like Alex you mentioned the fact that it's so surface level Selena um it's it it doesn't really go dive into her personality like really at all um and I I we'll we'll get to it later but I I have some some thoughts about the show I was confused with you know the tone of the show it didn't seem like there was a cohesive tone throughout the entire season but i'd honestly be willing to give it a a second um chance maybe a rewatch i don't really watch rewatch things that often but if i did rewatch it i'd find some new things um in there yeah Yeah. i will say this but this has nothing to do with the show Uh, um selena her name like it I, I used to grow up calling her Santa Selena, <clears throat> which many people is Saint Selena mm-hmm. to put in there in the English. So like, I was very excited to see, you know, the Selena movie with, Jen- with Jennifer Lopez. Did you like the movie? Sorry. I'm very, no, I very much enjoyed the movie. Mm. And I think because it showed a lot of struggle on her part, especially when she was little, I think they missed that part in the show. It wasn't um played on enough and it, it was something in the movie I got to feel too because growing up I I don't speak Spanish I've always struggled learning Spanish I still struggle learning Spanish I always had that problem so to see somebody who grew up into this famous musician with with who ended up being bilingual singing Spanish songs and American songs who was able to almost I don't want to say flawlessly but was able to move between the two worlds of like the Mexican culture and the American culture mm-hmm. Um, was a real aspiration for me and it was like great to see and like it was something I thought I could always achieve because there was this person who did in the show I feel like it really missed that part it does focus on her family and all that but it doesn't focus 
I think enough on the cultural aspects of like the constantly having to integrate between, you know, this music to this music, this language to this language, how she became popular amongst the Latin people, but still so many had so many American followers and just, I feel like they missed, they missed out on that part with the Selena series. I feel like it wasn't brought up enough. And that was something from the movies, from her career that I really looked up to, you know? So I really think they could have done more with that. <clears throat> Agreed. Especially like um, in her younger years, because she didn't know Spanish. She was like, had to learn it mm-hmm. while she's saying. Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of her younger years, shout out to the actress who portrayed Selena in her younger years. I need to look up her name. I don't know if anybody has her name available, but she, I don't. to me, did an amazing job. Uh, at she was a, Selena in her younger years and was a adorable. great singer. Yeah, she did good. She did good. Yeah. So, uh, shall we get into spoilers? I think we need to. We yeah. need to. There's a lot to, because I, uh, like, I was going to say, because the only reason, because, you know, I'm trying to be better, because y'all, y'all out mm-hmm. here. Uh, 2021, doing, it's your year. Well, y'all just, y'all just, y'all out here, like, clowning me every time, because like, he, he spoils all the movies. So, <laughs> so you know what? I'm trying it, to be it, better with not, with what details I don't, I do. It comes from share. a place of love. It I know. Does. I'm just. Listen, that's, we're all that's just we're the, all uh, the first ones will slash behind the other station but you know first ones to die family we're all family here we're, well we're you spoil like the thing us. is you spoil stuff for us you're very generous towards our audience where you give them a fair warning you give them a heads up but when it comes to us <laughs> you just get really <laughs> into the yeah part. the conversation and then even though we've repeatedly told you we haven't watched it you're just you end up i think a lot for me is that we end up arguing we just start throwing facts at each other. Yeah, and some of those I gotta, facts I, I haven't learned facts. yet. <laughs> With a movie I haven't been able to watch yet. And it's like, Jerome. You're uh, the Tom but, Holland of our group. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going I, to, I, what I was going to say is I completely agree with your, mm-hmm. your both of your um, uh, uh, opinions on the fact that this show should not be called Selena the series because Selena is barely in it. And when she is, she is the perfect person, most perfect lady I've ever seen in television ever. She never complains. She's never angry. She's very rarely like anytime any, she's emotional. It's because someone has done something to her, but it's never because she's done something to someone else to garner like to, uh, earn her a chance to apologize or yeah. anything. She's just always good all the time. And so right. she's flat. And, but then, and they try to make it up with the family, but then it's like, why isn't this show called The Quintanillas? Or why isn't this show called, uh, like you said, Selena y los Dinos? Or, you know, something that referenced- Or Selena's dad. Or Selena's I, mean, I literally, yeah. last night, I worked on all my Spanish to make sure no, I pronounced I their lie, like, right and everything. An hour before we started talking, I had to ask my mom, I'm like, say Selena's last name to me so I can say it right. Because <laughs> like, it's embarrassing the Mexican cannot say the last name properly. I had to practice that's, that, that that's multiple fair, times to show some respect to yeah. Selena and her family. Well, because well, we were talking about it and well, I was like, well, first off, I would I do want to make it clear what the Selena uh, Selena's name. Um, Her name is like Selena Quintanija. Perez, yeah. Perez, and like that part I wanted to emphasize because 
her family took that away from her when she like passed you know they cut out her husband from the will they took that last name and you know she was just buried with her family name and it's like selena did love that did love her husband so how Mm -hmm. can they like go ahead and just rip them apart see that's what the thing i didn't like another thing i didn't like about the series they made the family look like it was all wholesome and good and even though they were stressed they were always there for each other no her father pulled her out of school at in from eighth grade or i think when she was eight no eighth grade he stuck all his children on a bus to live out his like dreams and they make it look like he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it for... No, you, you tore your children's childhood away. Mm-hmm. Which I think, and that's why I meant by, I think part two is going to be like, is it's one of those things where part two is probably supposed to be like the, an, the antithesis to part one, where it's like, all right, finally the kids will confront dad and Selena will finally be with Chris Perez and all this stuff. But it's like, yeah, but the problem is, is that you're trying to make a show for people now. They don't have part two yet. So part one has to be enticing enough to get people to even come back to watch part two. But that never really- It's not there yet. That never even really happened though. She never really confronted her father. That's true. That's true. Like, um, I believe her name was Yolanda- Salvador? Yeah, Salvador. Oh, yeah. Yolanda yeah, Salvador. Um, the, the fan club. Um, ooh, which yeah. I love her introduction in the show because it's like this dark, dingy, like, restaurant. I did like, like that. It and they were like, this up, is going like, to be the villain. And I'm it like, was straight okay. up like novella setting. Like, I got a twin drummer. I was like, oh, man, I know she's a bad one. But I already like her now. <laughs> yeah. um, but they don't show that, like, she wasn't manager of the fan club long before she killed Selena. Mm-hmm. well like, already because she's what at that by the time they end part one she's already what like in her it's already around like 1991 yeah in the final episode they say she's 20 yeah, yeah so she's a, only got she because i look i had to look this up i was like how young was she when she died she's only died 24 yeah so, so it's she's like, got like four more years so yeah. she never really kind of confronted her family about it and like it would yeah if they focus more on like the other parts of the family maybe but they focus more on the brother and the dad like well they give suzette a lot of stuff to do but it's just suzette's more like like she's the side character to selena Selena, yeah it's like everything involving suzette is just her taking care of selena hanging out with selena just like selena didn't want to do this they were forced into it by their father she didn't want to be a drummer or anything like that she thought it was you know um, a masculine position and she mm. wanted to be more feminine and she felt like as a female drummer she didn't get seen she wasn't you know good enough because here was her sister a star being put on the front all these like beautiful clothes and everything like that and she was so much pushed into the background that like they didn't care about her at all and I think that was they did put in a scene where she's having this crisis you know the existential crisis and the, of course a little person a little, you know, kid comes up to her and goes like, oh, I want to be a female drummer just like you. And suddenly she's all okay with it. Like, no. That was I, like her one arc. I, yeah, she had like one her, arc. Her, well, that and then and her, her and love. I doubt that actually happened in real life. Near the end where she's, 
which I thought that was the thing that also drove me crazy when she's like, when she finds out Selena and Chris are like together and Suzette's like, you're going to tear the band apart. But then she like ends up with this dude and she has this like conversation. She's like, do you know what it's like, Selena, to like love somebody and like you can't be next to them? And I'm like, and I'm glad Selena's yeah, so- like, are you serious? Yes, that's my yeah, life. Selena and Chris have like that. a huge, like a long distance relationship. That was another th- thing with like the family, the way they w- were like acting towards her too, which I'm pretty sure that was like real life too, where they were kind of trying to control her and minimize her from like having contact. And of course, having somebody dating somebody could have control, like, you know, Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, no, they, it, it, it made me think well i'm like well this just makes the dad and the brother and the look more in a positive light they're like trying to look better they had their own struggles blah 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 i actually looked at uh the producers and the writers and some of them are selena's family mm-hmm. they're yeah, the see, brother and i was gonna ask the that dad. question because this reminds me this watching the show reminded me a lot of bohemian rhapsody and in bohemian rhapsody uh the the granted the, all the marketing materials, like, yeah, this movie's about Freddie Mercury. You're going to find out the real deal about Freddie Mercury before he died. And well, like, and the real deal apparently is that Freddie was a diva. And like, yes, he was a star and amazingly talented, but he also would like show up late or whatever. Come to find out who's the, and then the band is the perfect people. They always were on time and they yeah. never partied. And in fact, uh, Freddie went solo on his own until you find out that's not true. But who produced the movie? The band. So they're look yeah. like they look. I look. Like I the looked at the members. Or whatever. I looked at the writer for every, uh, the writers for every single one. It's mainly her brother, AB. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's also another reason why he probably got more screen time. His character, why it was about his struggle with producing and writing. First of all, I don't think the producing things. Well, no trying to break into the Latin, trying to have Latin music break into the American music industry. Yes, that is a struggle on its own. I mean, it's but still produce, hard now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Crossover artists. To, to crossover, crossover artists, Latin I mean. To America. Well, I think, and this is, well, this is something that I was going to bring up during the podcast was, do you think if uh, Selena had come out today, would she be, would she have been as successful? Because we see a lot of like, Today we see like Despacito, which was one of the biggest songs ever, um, and a lot of like reggaeton and like Latin music um, that is yeah, popping off right now. But a lot of that only gets popular when a white artist puts their hands on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Despacito got mm-hmm. mixed by Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of reggaeton is, you know, respectfully also done by like a lot of black artists who use that. Well, I was going to say uh, Kali Uchis, for example, who is a, uh, she's an American, like, I think she's from California originally, but she's um, also Latina. And she just, her last year, she released a all Spanish album. I listened to it. It's really good. But even she was like, uh, she posted on Twitter something to the effect of, hey, so, you know, I really wanted to do a Spanish album. I wanted to do something that was in reference to my culture and, and what I grew up with, but I know a lot of y'all are probably not going to listen to it anyway. So whatever. And it's like, it's true. Like even it, like 
to Alex's well, point, like if it's a white person, it'll get popular because that's what they'll do. But if it's a person from that culture, it's very hard to still break into the industry now. And that's after Selena has come out. Like people like you would think that after Selena, Shakira would have done a lot better with her Spanish albums. Nelly Furtado's Spanish albums would have done better. You know, Kaylee Yuchi said like all these other Hispanic females or Latino females or Chicano or where uh, all their from all the different regions would have more successful Spanish albums, but they haven't. Not to the level as their English in albums, the US. A lot of them. Yeah. In the US. Well, that's so like popping. Well, yeah, Shakira. Yeah, outside of the US, Shakira. Right. But she became big in the 90s too. Well, Christina Aguilera released an all Spanish album back in like the early 2000s as well. Of course, it wasn't received very popular either. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she would be as popular just because. Once you are a big artist, you kind of like it's. I see, feel like any artist nowadays has a hard time breaking out because people are so focused on the artists we do have now. Mm-hmm. I'm very rarely finding real new artists. Secondly, like I had said, it is difficult. Like what I saw with Selena growing up was being able to not jump, but have your two cultures intertwined. Growing up, I was too white for the I was too white for the Mexicans and too Mexican for the white people, so mm-hmm. I never got to learn to intertwine those. I was just kind of like, okay, fine, I'm Mexican. Oh, I'm really white, whatever. Seeing having Selena do that with her music was something really beautiful, and I think a lot of artists who are Latin still have that issue themselves. That's why they create a whole Spanish album. That's why mm-hmm. they create only music in English. Um, I do see with Selena Gomez sometimes she intertwines some Spanish. Or she uses the Latin beat, which I think is very nice. And it's a great way to just show respect to, you know, where your roots have come from. I think it's also people who just kind of like, like Nicki Minaj, like Justin Bieber. They don't look at the culture. They look at the beats and then they just pick up the music and move on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, no, there's a whole story behind that music. There's a whole story. There's a whole style. Like Latin music has so many different, like, um styles and names and things like that from like you know what selena played to you know i'm like blanking now to just all these different parts and then connecting to all these different regions and things and they just like kind of take it and grab it and run and so i don't think somebody could be popular like the way selena was because even jennifer lopez used to be that way Mm-hmm. But as soon as she really got her name out there, she jumped from using Spanish music to well, hip hop. Yeah, Jayla was like the opposite problem. She like stole a lot of like, like she stole. In, she, okay, a lot of people do say that she stole from a lot of black people. Um, in and I absolutely, like early- I absolutely agree because then. She did do the Spanish music, then she started working with like LL Cool J, Job Rule, and P. then Diddy. Yeah, yeah, P. Diddy. And after that, she started moving towards more hip hop, more RB, more um when it was like profitable for her. Yeah, and then yeah. like she recently not recently. Don't get me wrong, I, I like J Lo. No, but... I love J Lo, no, but yeah, no, I absolutely agree. She stole she stole that style of music and left her own behind. And then later on, 
there was more current music. I think the song was like Papi, where I tried to listen to it and I was like, this doesn't sound, this sounds like that Latin pop crap that gets remixed in like the club only and you don't hear, and which it was. Mm-hmm. It was this weak version of the music she once did. She tried to go back to the Latin pop, but it was just like, no, you're singing in English and you're just saying Papi. Like, <laughs> That's like that was some... the I love your poppy, right? Yeah, I love your poppy. It was she just says I like your poppy, and I'm like, one that's creepy because I call my dad poppy. I don't like that. See, that's it's always just... been. I don't want no girl. Like, don't like ladies. Let it be known now. If you if you mess with me, don't call me daddy. I don't. That's creepy. I don't. I don't want. Yeah, that. like I call my, <laughs> my my dad. I'm like I call him. I've always called him poppy or pa, which is like dad or, or it's more like a da. Um, but I always call him Papi. And so when I hear songs like that, I'm always a little grossed out because I'm like, no, I call it, that's my father. I was gonna um, say um, oh sorry, Jonathan, what were you gonna oh, say? Oh, I was just gonna say, um, like <laughs> that is um I'm, I'm it's interesting to know uh both of what you guys said. Um <laughs> uh going back to going back to like the series, I was gonna touch on one point that you said, Jerome in that uh, she has no flaws in this series, essentially. I remember talking to you guys way back when, when I had first started watching the show, and that's something that I had picked up on early on in the series. Always very smiley throughout the series. She never really had any major conflict. It was all surface level. Yeah. There was one point where Selena says, She's having a conversation with her brother and she says, everybody has a B-side. Nobody's just one thing, which is like the antithesis of her character, how she's portrayed in this TV series. She is only portrayed <laughs> as one thing. Um, so I thought that wasn't that wasn't the best. And also the tone of the show was very wonky for me. At the beginning, it seemed kind of like a coming of age drama type of series. Once she became a teenager and Christian Serratos played the role, it kind of turned into like modern comedy that was portraying an 80s um, TV show or or 80s movie, whatever. Um, It felt very light. And I know Selena's story is very inspiring um, for so many people but it's also very tragic as well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily feel that, you know, JLo's uh, portrayal and her movie, her movie version of Selena was very inspiring and its legacy, you know, holds on today. And I thought we would get something kind of the opposite of that. I thought we would get something a little grittier, something a little more dramatic. And that might necess- not necessarily be what people want to see but in that case what was the point of making the show i think, I think oh sorry i was gonna say no i would have loved to see that because like i said the way i had looked up to her and she is called santa selena by a lot of people because it's a joke it would have humanized her so much more than this like weird portrayal and it would have been mm-hmm. nice to see her like after a show just like break down and think about quitting and being like you know, or like even when she was, a, you know, a kid 
even in the Selena movie, it was still very gentle, like, oh, I don't want to sing that. And he's like, oh, no, you're going to do it. You're going to become famous, blah, blah, blah. To see how a real child would react, which uh, real kids get properly angry. I mean, if you are a normal child, your reaction is going to be anger because you don't know how to control those emotions. And that's okay. And so I think they always have portrayed her as well-natured, as well-calm. But when you're a musician, when you're an artist, when you're a creative person in general, your emotions and your mindset are so muddled together, you can't separate the two. And she was Mm -hmm. a very creative person. She was a very good singer. So you cannot tell me she did not have some depression or anxiety, constantly having to be on the road since she was a child, you know, never having a proper structured home, having to work and sing and learn to dance in Spanish and in English, all of that. She was mentally fine. No, she had probably multiple breakdowns behind the scene. So seeing that nitty gritty, I would have loved to see that. I think it would have humanized her, the entire family so much. But this would seem like some cheap novella story where each family had their own, like without the fun slapping. Yeah. <laughs> Great thing about novellas, everybody's gonna get hit. Yeah. No matter your gender or your age, you're gonna get smacked at least once. <laughs> Especially if you're a nun. Nuns get slapped a lot for some reason. Uh, I was going to say, I just think, I think, because you were asking, like, what is the purpose of the show? I think, like, especially because of what we're talking about, of Selena kind of being this one note happy person all the time, is that I think this, this the goal of this show, especially cause now knowing, because I didn't know that, I didn't know that the family produced the show, um, is that they're trying they're they're trying to make this like oh this is going to be like a celebration of selena but what the audience wanted especially coming off the because we already have a movie that is the celebration of selena j-lo's interpretation of selena and that movie was a and even she had moments in that movie where she like was pissed at her family yeah that was a more real reaction so it's like it gave it was it was a celebration of Selena, both the good and the bad of like this is this person. This is who this person was when they were alive. This is the things they did. This is how their music touched people and impacted people. Like that scene in the movie where the crowd gets riled up and they're like breaking the barricade, but then Selena like calms the audience with just her voice singing. That's like a chilling moment in the movie. And I was hoping to have something like that in the show because what people wanted especially when uh, selena was announced the series people thought it was going to be all right if we're doing a show we're gonna see all aspects of this like we're gonna see because you know the trailer was like we see her as a child we see your teenagers like all right we're gonna see like the real nitty-gritty down to like the struggle that she really had to go through to learn spanish uh-huh. so that she could sing in spanish like maybe some darker parts of her childhood with her dad where it's like you know when it's like because the movie really focuses on her as an adult for most of it so it's like maybe we get to go get to see her grow up with a dad with her dad and see the struggle that but no we don't see any of that and the time we could use for that is wasted on stuff that is like i don't it has no real fulfillingness yeah you don't get that yeah you're right you don't get that moment of just like oh i got chills or oh i feel this no i felt mm -hmm. like the whole series fell flat what you said about the life and celebration um, to our fans and everybody, I recently lost my cat, Snowball, the one who's always meowing in the mic, uh, of 20 years. 
And when everything first happened, people kept telling me, oh, she was such a sweet little kitty or this or that. And I'm like, no, she was an asshole. I'm like, don't lie to me. Don't tell me, you know, all this stuff. No, she used to knock down the Furbo camera so I couldn't check on her during the day. At like two in the morning, she used to like to grab the wooden blinds and knock on the window and scare the crap out of me. She was a little asshole. And, you know, even to her death, I told her, look, you can't go in 2020. I won't make you stay, but you can't die in 2020 and just become another, you know, bad event. She held out till January 1st, 2021. All right, that's what her nature was. I don't want people to come up to me and be like, oh, she was a little angel. I'm like, no, she was an asshole. That's who she was. And I think a lot of the times. But we still loved her. Yeah, I loved her. You guys loved So many people loved her. But it's that false, oh, she was such a sweet little kitty cat. No, she wasn't. Same way with Selena. Oh, she was. No, she was probably very hard to work with because she you know, was pushed into this as a child. She probably developed mental issues, you know, having to wear heels all the time. Her feet were probably killing her, blistering. My feet hurt. I get so pissed at people. I don't want to talk to anybody. God, I don't know how she can dance. I don't know how anyone can dance in heels. It's amazing. I think it's a superpower. But like, and all that, and then having the person she, you know, did love ripped away from her too, from this family you cannot like try to present this that like oh yeah she was always calm and quiet no she was thinking about stabbing y'all so like we never because like you know there's some like we don't know too much about who she was on the bus but one thing we can definitely tell is you know just based off of just human in human interaction in general is that she would not she's she's a person yeah and in the end you know an angel literally like she <laughs> she yeah has, and you know. i felt like with the show like at least in the movie they did show you know some gritty parts and the show with the scene with the barricade in in the movie i'm sorry in the show they didn't have any of that they didn't show mm-hmm. any hard points or like her being disrespectful maybe to her siblings being like well i'm actually the real star maybe you guys back off a little bit mm-hmm. when they were trying to get you know more control especially with her brother cannot tell me they did not fight a good chunk of the time well, I, like, yeah. Yeah. but i did i did understand where the brother was coming from though mostly because as, like you know i've you know as i've been producing music for the past two years seeing his struggle on how to make music like good like it's one thing to make music it's another thing to make music that will be popular and people will actually remember that's even harder in and of itself because you have to assume what you think people want without anyone telling you what you want and so it's it so i get where he was coming from especially in that scene in the booth when he's like selena you don't take it seriously because regardless of if you fail or succeed you have a record deal but the the band the producers all of us are easily replaceable we are all very expendable in this in the music industry i was i was going to bring that up but that was probably the only point where there was a major conflict for Selena between Selena and somebody else where the brother was saying you have to take this more seriously and then two seconds later Selena's like yeah you're right so there was it, it didn't last for very long no it like did not biggest, last long <laughs> yeah part- and I mean we all have siblings we all know what that's like 
Mm-hmm. If somebody tries to tell us take it seriously, we're like, well, no, no, I'm just not going to. <laughs> right. And her other biggest conflict was probably whether within herself was probably whether she wanted to focus on music, which she was focused on music, or whether she wanted to focus on clothes, because she, as as we yeah, can she, see from the she series, was... she she loved uh, clothes and designing Fashion. and shopping. Yeah, and no, absolutely. She was big on clothes. She designed all her original outfits when they first started. Um, but yeah, it's that whole like they're you're working with family. There's got to be more there conflict than this. There's more, yeah, conflict. there's more conflict than and this. That's why I brought up like so like. I don't want her memory to be false and sweet. Like, I want people to know she was kind of an asshole of a cat. Like, I don't understand when you're trying to present somebody's life or trying to show, like, you know, life and celebration and all that respect, why you're hiding all, you know, the darkness because that's who they were, too. It was part of them. Mm-hmm. How can you just shove away something that was part of them? You can't tell me Selena didn't eventually develop, like, with all stars, they develop a small diva, you know, uh, complex. Doesn't matter singing, acting, whatever. There will be a moment where they're like, "Oh yes, I am the best," and it's like, yeah. "Dude, you need to calm down, or you're gonna have a downfall." Like so many actors and musicians, <laughs> which some again do, and that's how they stayed in the industry so long. Yeah. There have been multiple times where every actor and singer has had a fight, or you know, gotten mad at a tech person, a producer, somebody in the sound booth, and like the brother had said, yeah, we're all easily replaceable. Mm-hmm. And like, that should have shown the, that should have had a moment where Selena could have seen her like family more so as like humans too. Oh, this isn't just the guitar, so that this is my sister. I should really work harder for my sister. But they didn't give her that moment just a few seconds later. She's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, back to business yeah. as usual. Uh, I will say too. The other thing I thought about was because uh, you know that like we talked about her before, but um the the drummer girl, uh that's like the fan of Suzette or yeah. whatever. Uh, that was an indicator already of the major problem that I feel about this show of them wasting time because we learn about this girl's family. We learn about this restaurant she works at, and then like has a we have a whole scene where her having a conversation with her dad. All of this, just for her to have a scene where she just walks up to Suzette, asks for an autograph, and is like, I want to be a drummer. All right, cool. I'm leaving. I'm not going to be in the show anymore. And I'm like, then why <laughs> did we waste all that time setting up this character like she was going to be important? And she's barely in, like, she's barely in a, a footnote in the totality of this first season and stuff like Maybe that like, they were gonna have her more influence but then they realized well this might just give too much of a storyline to Suzette. i just i just I feel know. like you know and it's it's the same with the chris perez thing where when chris perez shows up in the in the show like they spend a lot of time of just all these meet cute moments with her and chris perez like we don't know a that they're going to get married but b that eventually abraham is gonna see them together and kick him out because we know the story the movie came out (laughs) we all know the story well you gotta remember the movie came out a while ago i that's true that's true a lot of people haven't seen that's a fair point yeah do you not remember like all those kids you tweeted about when missy elliott sang with um 
somebody who Katy Perry. Katy Perry at the Super at Bowl. the and Super people Bowl. were like, "Oh, is this a new artist?" Yeah, and it's like, no, Missy Elliott created the the scenes. Mm-hmm. She was she was the '90s. Um, so it's that same way. Some people are don't know about the Selena uh, Jennifer Lopez version. They have this. Yeah. And that's a shame. And it is horrible <laughs> shame. And if, because if, if all... they don't know about the, the Jennifer Lopez version, that means this is their first introduction to Selena at yeah. all. Which breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, and also like with the Chris Perez thing, I don't like how they made those like they should have done a their relationship really got tested, you know? And even toward even at the end, her family pushed him out. They took her, the name that she took, they eloped, yes, but she took his name and then they took it back and like threw it away and they buried her. And it was like, she loved that man. How are you going to do that to her? That was her name. And you just, you know, replaced it back with the name you wanted fit. And then you guys totally dismissed him and all this other stuff after her death when that was a woman he loved and he was in pain too. So it's just like- it's one of it's it's definitely one of those things where because the family is so heavily involved in the project that they have so much control over the narrative um and this is something that i don't particularly prefer when i'm watching biopics i usually like to watch something that is not from a perspective of someone that wasn't that didn't know the person or wasn't involved in the person because then you just get the lifetime movies the unauthorized <laughs> stories and those could go horribly left yeah someone you like the ghost of michael jackson right so, or <laughs> so many of those movies um but someone who was connected to the person but is willing and able to tell their full story in all its authenticity no holds barred well, not wanting to nobody not wanting will to let you censor or filter anything they'll never let you tell the full authenticity because because every family of that person's estate no nine times out of ten unless they just straight up hated them um wants you to show them at least as like some good person or whatever um unless they're unless they are bad people like the like the biopic about um uh well charles manson's one but also uh what's the one with zach efron plays uh oh uh ted bundy yeah like the ted no. bundy one ted no bundy? one's gonna defend ted bundy <laughs> no one's gonna be defending ted bundy look there was a lot of crazy women that defended ted bundy in that time there was uh, a woman who well, yeah, literally the time, married yes. him and had his child <laughs> i just mean now but yeah at that time yeah let's not talk too much about ted bundy on selena's podcast that's fair. That's fair. That's true. Um, uh, well, I think when you when you when I mentioned yeah the family was involved, a lot of things seem clear to you guys, and but mm-hmm. you can't have the family. Oh, I, I knew the family was involved. Oh, I just you didn't did? know to what extent? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, know they were the writer and director. The brother had... was technically a writer in every episode. That's uh, the whole thing. I had seen like Suzette in interviews and everything promoting the series. But That's see, the whole thing. The family already was controlling. You can tell it. Mm-hmm. You, that's it. That's exactly like, um, you know, Michael Jackson's mother or father directing a series about his childhood. They're not going to talk about all the times they beat him 
all the times they like made him miss school and all this stuff they're gonna be like no he loved to dance he was always really into music this and that no you treated your son horribly everybody knows it you can try putting out the series and i think with selena although she's huge in the latin culture she's not huge in the american culture anymore not like she was not like back in the 90s or the early 2000s Mm -hmm. so now they're able to manipulate the story the way they want to and you can you see that yeah with like bohemian rhapsody they were the band was able to manipulate the story to make it look like freddie mercury was insane which he was which he was but you the band can't lie and say like oh yeah we never went out partying and drinking like in a movie we were always on time and respectful right no dude you were a band in the 80s that's enough Mm -hmm. said no. So it's like, yeah, I think they use this way to like kind of manipulate the new story. Mm-hmm. Same way with a Bohemian Rhapsody and, you know. But it's just, and especially the thing that was really like, and this is why I was like, it's not, because one of the things I noticed, I was like, man, Abraham in this series is not the Abraham in the movie. Because in the movie, Abraham's very cold like he is he's very rarely do you see him like actually there's a few times in that movie where he's like warm to selena most of the time he's like the overbearing manager in this he can be cold and they but they do a duality thing where sometimes he's like warm like especially with his wife him and his wife kind of always see eye to eye um, which I don't think that's true. I'm sure there are a lot of times his wife wanted to smack him across the head with like a shoe or something. But um, yeah, but uh, in this movie or, or in the series, yeah, like uh, like you have Abraham just he he there's moments where he'll do things like he'll throw his son in a dumpster to get peach cans or whatever. And then and you're like, okay, so that makes more sense. But then You'll have the moment, for example, where uh, um, he like he keeps telling Selena, "Be who you are, Selena. Be like you know, be your own person." Okay, that doesn't track though. When when he sees her with Chris Perez, he's like, "No," or that's, when he that's whatever. pulled her out of school, right? And she's like, "I like going to school. I like hanging out with my friends." He didn't ask her that question. He just was like, "Well, she's not going to school no more." Like I'm like that. You're telling me that scene isn't important for us to see, like the conflict between Selena maybe fighting back and be like, "Dad, I don't want to leave school. I love being in the band, but I also like have my friends. I also do want to get my education. Like I, these things are also important to me. That scene would have been important to see. That's like and stuff like that. That's missing. So many things an ultimatum for her. Mm-hmm. And that was a big problem. And you know what? Sadly, Mexican fathers, they're not emotional. They're not warm. I did not have one growing up. He was around, but he was not a warm man. So like seeing that also, I was just like, this isn't like an 80s and 90s Mexican father. You know, thankfully now a lot of, you know, men have learned to be more warm to their children, to be, you know, hug them more, this and that, which I think is fantastic. It definitely needs to be something that should be touched on. And, you know, you guys, when you guys have children, you hug your children. Understood? <laughs> Tell them yeah. you love them can every day. You, can you not see me hugging my children? Yeah, you. You actually can see both of you. You're actually <laughs> both very warm. Even you, Jerome, when you try to pretend to be cold, you're warm. Um, yeah, Jerome, I, I don't think, no, I'm big definitely... 
You are. I'll be a, I won't be. In, you know, I'm going to love Which my kids. Which is little, fantastic. Little and it, it needs to be done. Because growing up, yeah, in the 80s and 90s, the father was always, even on TV, the father was always seen, you know, sitting on the couch, coming home from work or something like that. Or, you know, I just want like five minutes alone. Which, yeah, having these warm moments, like, no, especially having a father who was so domineering about you becoming the musician he never got to be. Yeah. Yeah, having those moments where he's like, oh, do what you, you know, dream to do. No, I, like, very recently my father has started to do that for me. I've had cousins who are not good with the law. I don't want to say... They're, they're 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 more side against the Remember law. We're on Spotify. Alex. I'm trying to re- say it in a way. Um, they yeah, have told Spotify, me Google Play, Apple, right? <laughs> We're everywhere. So the the <laughs> misfits in my family. Uh, they have told me to go with my dreams and to like. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want kids. I just want to go to. School. They're like, yeah, no, don't have kids. It's cool. They have been more warm and like, follow your dreams. Do what makes you happy. Don't listen to your father. Do what you want to do. So like the misfits, because they're younger and have more experience, are warmer than like the 80s and 90s father. So seeing that, I was just like, no, 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 no. This is not a, a Mexican father in that time. No, no, no. I mean, even um, which my father's not Mexican, but he's black. I've had a, I have a dad that's you know, he has, like, at least growing up, now it's because we're adults, it's different, like me and my sister, but um, growing up, I had a dad with duality like that, where it's like, my dad, when, granted, he wasn't like Abraham, he wasn't that extreme, but, uh, you know, he would encourage me to do what I wanted to do and push me to do whatever, but at the same time, there were times where I felt like I, I needed, like, creative support, and instead I got a cold, like, well, you know, like, well, yeah, that's great, but you, you could do better. Like you could, you could keep going, you know, and it's like, and it's stuff like, and so I could relate to that of like, like when AB is excited, he's like, dad, my song's on the radio. And he's like, great. Now, now work on the next one. Let's go. All right. Bye. And I'm just like, I, I, I felt that (laughs) I've had that experience. My mom has done that with me and my sister, which we're kind of like, haha, it's made us like go further in life. Um, she kind of puts us in a competition together. And so, like, we we will go a little harder sometimes than we need to, because she'll say something, and we're like, "Well, I know she did that. Well, like, what are you gonna do then?" Be like, "Well, now I gotta do something more. Now I gotta be more extra." She has done that move to us, which I say, which is probably what led my sister to get her masters and all that. And now I think I'm like, "Well, now I gotta go get a masters. Now I have to do something more." You should see us when we do Mother's Days and birthday gifts. <laughs> the last Mother's Day, I think Christian got, I forgot what Christian got her. Uh, but I was like, oh yeah, I got her this nice spelling soap. It's imported from Spain and it arrived two days before Mother's Day while yours arrived three days after. Like we got really technical. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, and I got her this other honey, you know, something soap, honey oatmeal soap. Um, it is handmade from goat's milk up in Maine. I'm like, what did you get her again? Oh yeah, something off of Amazon now. That's cool. That's cool. So we'll like get like that with gifts even. It's, it's competitive. Yeah, it's... Well, going into, speaking of that parent-child dynamic, going into 
some of the things that I actually kind of liked about the series with the parent child narrative, I kind of liked that AB kind of took on the qualities of his dad as the series progressed with, you know, his seriousness and intensity about his music, his love for his family um, that he was creating. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I did like, um, I did like that when they were in discussions with Jose from EMI, he was 100%. First of all, I feel like you could tell that he was on their side from the beginning. He was, though, re- he kept it real yeah. with them. Like yeah. he, he was never like, yes, it like from an outside perspective, you could be like, oh, he's cheating or whatever. No, he's just keeping it real with them. Like, this is how the music industry works. You think this is how you think it's simply you make the music and then people will love it. It's not like that. And I feel that, especially because a lot of what he says in this show in relation to the 90s is still true today exactly. <laughs> about like, he like was, the Latin crossover. That, yeah, and he was saying that the big labels, the big companies, they just collect artists like baseball cards hoping that one of them will pop off and get big, which is so true. I've seen so many artists who have so much potential, but the label doesn't do anything with them because they just have them in their back pocket just Mm. in case they happen to get big, but they don't want to promote them or anything. You know who's bad for that? Atlantic Records. Atlantic Records will sign anybody. You know who they signed? Bad baby. You know why? Because she was popular for all of like five or six months. Where is she now? Nobody knows because they, but they picked her up. She's technically still signed and they just Didn't wanted her. In their... like, uh, like, what is that? Did she, something happen? Really? I don't think Bad so. Baby, I, think she like just, some... I think she just grew up and it's just, you know, at some point, like the whole cash me outside thing kind of just died off and it's just like, all right, well, you know, we're moving on. That's what happens to people who get popular on the internet. Like if you don't have something to keep you engaged, you don't have real talent. Engage, yeah. They'll move on eventually. Like at some point, and it's you know, so I I felt him on that when Jose is like, you don't want to be one of these bands that yes they have you signed, but the reality is they don't care about you or your music. Mm-hmm. They just want to have what's hot now in their like in their you know employ in case you become popular. There there was a uh, singer I I think her name was Sarah something she created the song I'm not gonna write you a love song. A oh, lot of people, um, Sarah, Sarah Bar- Barrya. I forget how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, Barry- Barry- well, Barry- I, oh, I, I want to say Alice, but that's Bar- is that right? Barry- Sarah Barrya. Either way, um, the, she wrote that song. Uh, I'm not gonna write you a love song, mm-hmm. or all you want is for me. Uh, and originally it always sounded like, oh yeah, like she's saying no to a guy. Like you know, I'm not. You're not gonna be one. But it was really a response to her record company. They're like, look, you're a single female. You should have love songs out there about wanting this guy. She's like, no, I don't want to do it. And they kept putting so much pressure on her. She ended up writing this song and was like, I'm not going to write you the love song that you want. Leave me alone. And a lot of companies also do that. They will see a female artist and they're like, well, I need you guys to put out love songs now. I need you to, you know, talk about this or that. They want to control also the music that is sung by them like that. And mm-hmm. that is really well seen with like Lady Gaga and um, Katy Perry when she first started out. She was literally a bubblegum pop like 
singer. That was it. She was mm-hmm. sugary. That was all she had, all the substance. Sugary and sex appeal. That yeah, was like that was things. the only thing they allowed her to have. And so I did like when the brother brought that up about the control the companies can have of you if you're not careful. Because mm-hmm. it's also, yeah, not just about the music. They want to control your appearance. They want to control, you know, the type of music, when how you present yourself. Saying, when the photographer was saying, look at that skin. Look at that. That, that creeped me out, oh, especially so when bad. he's like holding her hair. I just wanted to like smack his hand down. Like, stop it. Stop touching her I hair. Stop it. <laughs> hate it when people used to touch my hair because I had a quite a few white friends who like to grab my hair and be like, it's so thick. I just want to run my fingers through it. I'm like, I've only known you for like a year. Yes, we're friends, but like not that close. I don't even let my mom brush my hair since I was like seven. So like, no, you're not going to run your fingers through it. I liked that that <laughs> showed because face. that is a big issue mm-hmm. for, for people of color. People want to touch our hair for some reason. I never had enough hair for people to touch, thankfully. So that was actually a good thing. <laughs> the amount of mainly women. It's mainly women. It's mainly women. It, it is, is mainly it women. Is, I'm that. It's a shame. Yeah, I've had experience because because like I've had experiences with the like you know when you have the waves and people are like, ah, oh, the waves. Oh, look yeah, at those waves. Okay, look at those waves. I have never looked at either one of your hairs and just thought I want to caress your head <laughs> spontaneously. I don't know why that thought would appear in people's heads. And it always weirds me out because I, you know, grew up with that too. And I was just like, why? Why? Like, what is with hair? People in hair. And like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, that scene creeped me out so much. Especially, yeah. Oh, look at that skin. It's like, mmm. That and then also um, okay. the designer who's like, when she has the jacket, she spends all that day designing that jacket. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, well, we don't like it. You know, pick something. Uh, what What do you think is you? You know, what What do you think of you? She's like, that jacket. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> why, why can't I just wear that? Um, one of the other things soul. that I have to mention, one of the other things that I have to mention that I did like was the music. Um, I was jamming like every, almost every single episode. The only songs that I feel like I 100% knew of Selena's were uh, Dreaming of You, I Could Fall in Love, and um, Como Se Puede. And I feel like in this series, I was Bitty able Bitty to- Bum Bum? Oh, yeah, that too, that too. I was like, wait too. a minute, you have to know Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. And La Bamba. And I didn't, but I didn't, Bitty yeah, Bitty I didn't really- Oh, Bitty that's, Bitty that's Bum the same thing. No, I thought those were two, two separate songs. Yeah. No, those two separate songs. Uh, but I didn't realize that she did a cover. I didn't realize that she did multiple covers first of all and i didn't realize that she did a cover of la bumba so that i didn't know that she did a cover of la bumba yeah yeah but you know it's oh you know i just i like you know i i think this show overall you know if we're going to talk about like if we want to talk about like if it's if it was necessary i don't think first of all i didn't think it was necessary but i was excited for it and now seeing it i think it's even less necessary even less so necessary because i feel like the movie did a much better job of displaying selena's story now granted 
if season two comes out. I have to interrupt. Out, I'm sorry. The song is called Como La Flor, not Como Se Puede. Oh, yes. I was like, I don't recall that song <laughs> ever. But I was like, you know, maybe I, maybe it's a song I just haven't heard of hers. <laughs> the remix. Uh, anyway, continue, Jerome. Uh, but you know, I was saying like uh, it, it's. I don't think it's necessary because I feel like the movie does a, a better job of telling the same story in a more realistic fashion. But that being said, again, this is season one. This is not the full story. So maybe people will take these like the family. I don't. I don't think they will. But there's a chance that they might take these criticisms that people have given of season one because I don't think they're in production right now because of COVID. Um, so maybe when they film season two, they'll apply some of these criticisms to like that everybody's been having so far with the series because the the reception, at least I'm seeing from Twitter and all the other places for the show, has been lukewarm. It has not been an over uh, a resounding like we are excited for this show. Uh, it has been just pretty much people, like the fans of Selena being like, it's cool that there's another Selena thing and people are talking about Selena, but I kind of prefer the movie um, if they've seen the movie. And for those who haven't, they're just like, all right, this show's all right, I guess. I guess I'll just go back to watching something else. So it's just like, you know, I think if they apply some of these criticisms of giving Selena more humanity maybe like you know having the family be not be as much the focus or if they are going to continue to be the focus like well, well you know with selena and her in the bed her family was the focus her family had control over everything and that's why you mm -hmm. can't leave them out of the story don't um, leave them out i'm just saying give Le selena more time instead of her just being more or less a supporting character in a show that's titled by the, the where she's the supposed yeah, to be the title like character picking piggybacking off her name um and i i agree with that it's just they yeah like if you want to tell the family the story you have to tell the family i'm sorry if you want to tell the story of the family you also have to tell the story of selena mm -hmm. because whether you want to separate those two things or not by trying to make her a secondary character it wasn't considered the Partridge family. They weren't all on equal ground. And they are very aware of this as well. The sister, you know, the brother and everything. Especially the sister. I think Susan yeah. is in, like, and in real I life. Think... She's always understood like Selena is the star. Oh no, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, absolutely. And I think even seeing her struggling with that and having to come to terms with like, yeah, my dad made me the drummer because he heard Selena singing and she has a better voice. And then growing up with all this, uh, um, Suzette had a weight problem too, which is, you know, common for a lot of Spanish people. I'm chunky too. Um, she had to deal with that. And then they didn't uh, really discuss at all. Yeah. Because a lot of, you know, although drumming does help with the upper body, you're sitting there a good chunk of time too. Mm -hmm. And the beats, you know, didn't have like the rhythm of like a punk pop band where they're like moving so intensely you know and then but then she has to be in the shadow of selena who you know people thought were perfect knew there wasn't but thought and you know the outfits that she wore you know the singing the dancing the heels the movements and everything like that and she had to be such put on the back and i think had they shown a little more of that aspect too other than oh yeah i don't want to be a drummer 
like everybody has that like self crisis. I don't want to go to work, you know, on Monday. <laughs> I don't want to do what I do. Well, I feel like they they breeze over, and it's I. You know what I think they should have done. The, the thinking about it now, they should have spent more time with them in the childhood because they do they do a little bit of them with the childhood, like the first episode, and then they immediately jump to her in high school, and then go to like her in the tw- in her nineteen, you know, when she's eighteen, nineteen, twenty, whatever. But it's like those mo that time when they were kids is probably the juiciest stuff of the story because. Suzette didn't really want to play drums. She was forced to play drums and be a part of this family band. They, she they didn't were ask all forced to do it. Well, Selena least, didn't want to do it either. But at least AB was already learning how to play bass. He was kind of interested in music. Even if he didn't know he wanted to do it professionally, he was interested. And well, Selena liked to sing. Suzette didn't even want to play drums at all. And was forced to play drums because like, oh, we've got everybody else. We need a drummer. And it's like, then get a drummer. I don't want to play drums. No, I, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Suzette wanted nothing to do with the music at all. She, she really didn't. Selena did enjoy singing. She just didn't want to learn to sing in Spanish. She didn't want, yeah, she said she, she didn't want that complication. Hot songs. Yeah. She wanted to be like the next Britney Spears or, you know. Well, in her time, it would have been what, like Jody Jody Watley. Yeah, I was trying to think of like 80 stars. I couldn't really. Yeah, she wanted to be like the next Jodie she... or Paula yeah. Abdul. Paula Abdul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something like that. She did. Yeah, I she did appreciate did... the posters. The poster game is on point and the, and the soundtrack in this movie, in this mm-hmm. series is they on point. They Paula play some James. Huh? Yeah. They had some Paula Abdul in there. Yeah, Paula Abdul. Was, Paula Abdul. You can't have an 80s movie without Paula Abdul. Exactly. I feel like that's just. They not play doing it, they, uh, doing it right. Like, that's a great funk classic. Like, baby you could do it like when that came on i was like i know that baseline i feel it <laughs> i dig it and now i ultimately want to check i'd be interested in checking out more of selena's music um and listening to their albums and everything mm-hmm. sadly she only had like two, didn't have that many albums or she only had the two right she only two had the two, al- two, two albums um okay. she did sing a lot of cover songs because they didn't really get big until like 1990 and then she got killed in 1994 mm-hmm. yeah uh they did a lot of state fairs and stuff like that and i think again that would have been nice to see that struggle of because they didn't even get like a tour bus they had an old school bus that they renovated they called it big yeah. bertha that uh yeah mm. and you're right i think seeing more of that struggle when they were younger because then they already saw when you know they had the money they had a lot of the reason well not a lot part of the reason the father had pushed them so hard the way he did was because he himself could not support his own family Mm. you know and with that kind of uh patriarchy back in the past it was all solely on the man especially a lot in like you know my brain stop especially a lot in like people (laughs) of colors families it's the masculinity is really heavy with toxic it's toxic it's very toxic it all gets placed on the man and sadly that was not that was not being able to be pushed away quite like you know with white man white men get to had got to release a little bit of that toxicity uh a little bit later uh because you know i think because people like um my brain is thinking the like twisted sisters and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know Black men, Hispanic men, yeah, like Asian men. Yeah. 
yeah they got the rage culture people of color really didn't so that male toxicity stayed a little bit longer and i think um showing that how much that brought him down that he couldn't provide for his own family like would have been a great way and almost like created an anti-hero because then yeah or you understand where he's coming from yeah you could have been like okay you don't agree with him but you understand no yeah you kind of get more of this backstory like okay he really wanted to pursue music he's too old now if he goes off on his own now he's just left his children and wife basically with nothing to pursue his dreams and that's how coco was as well and and i've heard that criticism of people saying they would like to see more about like more of abraham's backstory to understand why he is so adamant to make like well was because at this point in the show like they're already a band but why he was so adamant to make the band what it is and why it's always his way or the highway and you know whatever because because there are a lot of times i kept getting mad because i'm like dude you're just the manager like a b writes the songs selena performs them the the other bandmates you add later on like pete and joe and stuff they help write songs all you do is literally manage the band so you shouldn't get a say on what the band plays or whatever or how the music should sound when a b is the one that's the director basically of all of that right exactly and seeing why he needed that control seeing why knowing why he was constantly like on top of them and kind of refusing to give him a childhood and a life separate from music mm-hmm. because selena did not get that i mean she really only had a relationship with one person and that was a member of her band that was the people she got to you know be around she didn't get to have her own life outside of like selena she didn't get to have the privacy when she was in her house it was with the family Mm-hmm. And I Which, think having, yeah, that story of like why he became this way would have helped at least showing in the earlier life of Selena, Selena's life and why all of a sudden he just started pushing them and pushing them. I know it was a good chunk was to live out his own dream through them, but like having that more well explained of like why he needed to have this outlived even through his children, I think would help a lot because again, Sadly, a lot with creative careers, there is a connection to mental disorders because you're expressing yourself so openly that it makes you vulnerable, you know, and you're going to have those moments where it's just too difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think had they just shown that, that, yeah, there's a vulnerability when you're making this art would have made, I think, everybody in the series, father, you know, Selena, Suzette, a be more human than they allowed them all to be yeah which ultimately it would have been better if they would have explored that more selena's internal thoughts towards her dad towards her brother towards her family in general Mm -hmm. which i think would have made for a better a, a more thought out and more humanly realistic portrayal of selena um so ultimately um, let's let's wrap this up because I think we've I think we've well, John, we've, we've explained yeah, a lot of thoughts. Well, um, uh, Jonathan, do you want to go first? Because I feel like me and Alex have kind of oh on my ring. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we don't, yeah. <laughs> All fairness, um, this is. I was thinking about this a little bit, and I think I'm going to give it a C. 
Christology. Um, I was debating between to to add a plus or minus to that, but I'm gonna give it a solid C. Like I said, I enjoyed the music. The acting was great for what they were given, the script they were given, the circumstances they were given, everything they were given, the the tone they were given. I think the acting was great. The music was great. I loved getting to see all the different places that they went to, the setting and everything. I thought that was great, but the story just didn't hit. I wish they would have given Selena more character. I wish they would have, because they, when it's being produced by her family, and I won't like rehash what we already talked about, but when it's being produced by her family, you would expect that they would know every single thing almost about this person, but it seemed like a stranger ultimately just wrote Selena's character. So that's my biggest gripe with the series. And who wants to go next? Alex, Alex should go next. Um, I, I'd give it a D. I don't really want people seeing the series because it is such a bad interpretation of Selena, I think. Um, and I think it's just missing bigger parts that could have a bigger influence on people. And then you get this like watered down version. So it's like, yeah, I'm super excited that there is a series with like a Latin family um, and with somebody who was a big impact in my life and in you know culture and all this stuff. But at the same time, it's just such a bad portrayal of, I think, even the family and Selena and, you know, not bothering to touch on, like, having to intertwine between the, you know, Mexican culture, the American culture, the white culture, you know, all this stuff. They, I feel like they just completely left it. And it was a big deal to Selena in interviews that I saw with her. She always mentioned that. And, you know, it is a big deal, especially in, sadly, to still sadly to in today's world that you have to sometimes decide well are you this or are you this or you know for people you know who are mixed races they always feel like they have to decide are you this or are you this or you know growing up person of color are you this or this and it's just like she was able to show that you can be both and not lose yourself but they completely just left that out and it's like why that was could be that's such a good like thing she rep that was such a good representation she was and it's just seeing that that not being there just was like well this doesn't feel like even a selena series and then continually watching on i was like no i, I don't think it's even worth watching really i want to give it a higher grade because again it is something latin represented and mexican even uh but it's bad it's just bad okay <laughs> don't want it to be bad but it's bad yeah i would have uh once i'll just say this one quick thing and then um jerome you'll give your grade well i actually um, have one question for alex so go ahead and do your thing. okay um i would have preferred this probably as a limited series maybe on hbo or something i when i first heard the idea that they were producing uh selena series i remember months and months and months ago we talked about like how are they going to do this is it going to be all her life in one are they going to stretch it out 
and what they did with it was they stretched it out but they didn't they didn't do anything with the stuff that they stretched out you you would have thought that they would have put more meat in in it but instead they just we just got the the skin you they really only focused on the year she was famous that's exactly you got nothing really before and they basically stopped it maybe two years before her death and it's like right i would have preferred if you just started where you were going to start maybe her early years and make it like 10 or 12 episodes and go into when she passed away i would have preferred that all right jerome what was your question my question was gonna be uh uh if you like do you would you have liked to like or rather um because i don't know too much about mexican culture uh but is there any Mexican singers or performers or actors or artists that you would have preferred they would have made a, uh, an original series or a movie off of in place of this series um, that would have been something nice, nice to see? Probably. Um but I don't think any of them are well enough known in America to do that. Um, I think Selena really is that brand holding between the two worlds. Because even like artists who who are not Mexican, um, such as like Pitbull, he's intertwined himself so much into the uh, American culture and things of that nature. He doesn't even really call himself a latin singer anymore same with like jennifer lopez even shakira when she has songs made for the u.s it's very much cutting out you know the language she originally uses when she's you know singing uh, in what, what country colombia so i don't think i would have preferred another one just because a lot of it with watching with these actors and these musicians and they're intertwining with the American music and you know video industry they just lose themselves and they go from being a Latin American artist to just another American artist and I actually feel that way a lot with like you know hip-hop and R&B songs I grew up listening to you know rap as a child because I grew up in the city and then I also just liked it in general and I saw them as they got older, you know, they got more popular and they lost that, you know, struggle from the streets and their music. And then they started just talking about like pouring down champagne, riding boats, diamonds and all that stuff and getting that money. And it's just like, well, now you're just another one of those artists. So I don't think I have anybody just because Selena is like that golden goose of intertwining. And I think it's honestly because she died so young. That's, she didn't have the chance to be taken over by the American music industry. Yeah, her her story is so unique in that it's like we wonder, we we you know um, celebrate her her life, but we wonder what could have been. It's almost like I was I was thinking of it's not a direct comparison, but it's like I was thinking of Aaliyah as well. How she yeah, so, yeah, she's so celebrated as well, and she died around the same age. Yeah, she died um, so young and so early into her career. The beginning music was amazing. And it w- they compared her. Well, when Selena came out, um, the movie, they were like, oh, Jennifer Lopez got the career Selena should have had. 
you know, eventually she moved, Jennifer Lopez moved on to singing and then the American singing and then the things like that. And then with Aaliyah, they compared Sierra. I remember they're like, oh, Sierra got the career Aaliyah should have had. But then Sierra also kind of sold out too. Her songs became just more about sex and things of that nature. And it was like, well, maybe I, I'm a little happy that their music got cut. So I don't want to say I'm happy they're dead. <laughs> But we can, we but can I'm happy that, that you're able that, that yeah, that moment that it feels like this music was real before the American music industry touched it. Mm. And I think the series feels like the American movie industry has now touched it. Mm. So now there's no real conflict, there's no real struggle, there's no knit and grit. They have given control to people who want to make her, you know, preserve this like angelic hue around her when it's like, no, she was human. I respect her. I love her music. I think she's talented and she's a brilliant, brilliant artist, but she was still human and a creative human. uh, I'm a creative human. I know you two are. And I know that there's a struggle when doing what you love too. And it's just like, there's gotta be moments where she, probably thought this isn't going anywhere I've now just wasted my entire youth on this you know seeing not having that I think we've lost so much of what this series could have been for so many people especially not just those you know Mexican or Latin but for those wanting to break out into the music industry and kind of being able to show that you can hold on to yourself you can allow yourself to break but you you need to break for yourself. Do not break because others have put the pressure on you. It's you. Break down sometimes, cool, but let it be because you broke down, not because somebody made you break down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I explain that? But, so, yeah, I think it, it would be hard to choose like an actor or musician from nowadays because it's just, they've all been just too intertwined now. with. Uh, I just meant in history in general, like, you know, whether it be Selena's time or, or even before her time. And because uh, I, I asked that question because I think about like seeing this series reminds me of the most recent uh, Harriet Tubman movie, uh, Harriet. Where oh, yeah. Harriet, in that movie, Harriet Tubman is like basically like a black superhero. And while on one hand, that is a good idea on paper. I actually really like that movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not- <laughs> I no 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 the movie like the movie is all right at best like it's not like you know I'm not gonna sit here and be like the movie was trash because <laughs> it wasn't but at the same time a piece I like I I would see a lot of people online who didn't like Harriet for that r- same reason of Harriet Tubman yes she did a lot to help black people and and do this and that but she was also a human person and it feels like you're not getting um. A reflection of this person it feels like you're getting a characterized reflection of this person and the selena series feels the same way is where you're getting a a characterized version of selena of like selena was was really always happy she was always positive you know whenever things were going wrong selena would just um, pick up, up and it's like i'm sure she did do those things and she was that person sometimes but i would also love to see the moments when she wasn't that person because that would make that's that's the relatable side that makes other people be they, like they did that I also understand. with uh, Mulan the live series action yeah a lot of people were upset because they're like look Mulan trained she worked hard she had to catch up and she became a great soldier 
by pushing herself in those moments. But then they show a video of her as a child at the beginning. I never actually watched the movie. And she's already got that, like... Oh, I've seen that scene. No, yeah. That, you're right. <laughs> where she slides down the thing, where she's already got the light foot tech... Where, uh, light footing technique down. And that takes a really long time to, you know, develop. That's something you have to be careful with. And then she, you know, her staff falls out of the air. So they made her into something, and it was just like, well, no, now you she's already now a superhero as a child she's already like great and powerful it's like no then then what's the real struggle in this movie where does mulan grow the strength and mulan also is a real person who did all this and then they changed now because the mulan the mulan disney is not disney yeah basing it off the poem or or a tale i forget if it's a poem or a tale it's a tale there there was a real person named there was a real woman uh mulan who did all that well, not how Disney portrayed her in the cartoon or even in the movie. Um, but even that was like, well, now you've taken the tail, twisted it once, and now twisted it again to make her seem even grander. But she wasn't grand. It's called character development. It's in real life, too. So with all, yeah. with so, all the talk uh, of uh, tail oh, well, twisting, Jerome, what is yeah. your, your rating? Yeah, <laughs> we so, are running like long. This is true. We're at an hour and a half, um, or almost an hour and a half. Honestly, uh, my grade is a D on this. I think uh, I agree. With, uh, like I agree with everything Alex said. Um, just like honestly, I think this show is uh, was very disappointing for me because I was super excited. Um, again, no shade to the performances in this movie. I think everyone acting wise does a good job. But it's just it's just in the script writing, and I feel like I I say this a lot because I've said this for Fantasy Island, I said this for Wonder Woman, <laughs> and I said it here. Yeah, I'm saying it here, but uh, you know it's it's in the script. It's like it's in the portrayal of the and it's the thing is like you're dealing with real people. You're not dealing with fictional characters. So you're you owe you owe a respect and a service to the real people in this story to tell it in a way that it is re- not just your interpretation it's a it's what happened because for a lot of people like you were saying Alex for a lot of people this is their introduction to Selena they've never seen the Jennifer Lopez movie or and uh, for a lot of people they've probably never heard the music so yeah. for them this is their first experience being introduced to this person that really existed and so that this will determine for them if they want to invest uh, invest time into getting to know who Selena was, getting to know her story, listening to her music, and if you're if the, if the portrayal is not pure and people can tell, they won't be they won't bother because you clearly didn't care enough to tell this person's story in a way that's relatable or feels real. So why should I invest my time in something you barely care about? That's true. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of times I told Jonathan one time, I'm like, I will jump on like a Twitter page or feed or something and I'll see they mention one person. And because I found, I mean, just, this is just a small example. I found their like posts interesting. And then I found the comment interesting. I jumped onto that person's page. Then I keep going down a wormhole. It's the same way when people watch movies. They're like, oh, I didn't know that was a real person. Let me look them up. And you end up looking them up and going down that wormhole. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this series will fuel people enough to go down that wormhole. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, hopefully they take 
our notes. Hopefully, they listen to our podcast. Writers, if you're listening, <laughs> we want more. I'm sure, depth. they're mad at us at this point. They're just like, oh, they didn't. Oh like yeah, it. no, they don't they like us. It off. They turn it off. The I mean, Alex said, "Yeah, I didn't like it." Um, <laughs> the, the Mexican didn't like it. I mean, <laughs> the two black people—we don't care about them. But the Mexican girl, she didn't like our show. Well, forget her. Cut this off. Cut off the podcast. They started it, right? <laughs> Maybe if they, you know, showed a good one, it's not much of a yeah, problem. Well, season two, all we just want is some depth in Selena. We want to get to know her. We want to see what's behind the smiley face and the bubbly personality mm-hmm. with that being said where can we find you at on social media alex i'm at living my okayest life on instagram and um, that's pretty much where i spend my time cool jerome i'm at not jerome Rett on instagram uh been doing uh january for, so for those of you who are musicians out there and you're listening to this podcast uh, and you're and you know you're listening to it in a timely manner because uh, you know for those who don't know January is where you make a song every day in January much like stuff like Inktober and stuff like that uh, makes for stuff I might just like it I might just look at it and, and and you know send it over to the first ones to die at gmail.com I might just give it a listen if not come on over to my page at not Jerome Red on Instagram I'm putting up beats every day so far I've been doing pretty good being making a beat every day so you can hear some of the beats who knows some of them might appear on the podcast you never know um and also go to uh follow me at robozoo media on instagram as well uh yeah i think that's it cool and you jonathan i'm at jonathan keys everywhere you can follow us the first ones to die at the first ones to die um instagram twitter TikTok, YouTube, TikTok, wherever. If you made it to the end of this podcast, first of all, bravo to you. You a real G. We appreciate it. Secondly, um, type in uh, on any of our socials or email us, whatever. Uh, email us. Uh, what should they? What should they send us? Uh, your favorite Selena song, if you have one. If yeah. not, what's your favorite like? Uh, uh, you know, Spanish language song, whether that be something that's a little more Americanized or something that's like the OG, you know, the old, old school, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, so we want to see what the people are. Uh, send us a I was, picture of your pet. I always enjoy those. Yeah, send us a picture of your pet. That I too. was just going to say like a keyword like squid or. Oh, how is or, squid or a keyword? I feel like we're holding these people hostage now at this time. If they right. keep this listening to this podcast, you if thought it was over, squid. but really we're going to keep going for another Seriously. three hours. <laughs> at the end of the, when the cameras are off, I want to talk to you about how a keyword is squid. What is squid? <laughs> Who uses the word squid? I do. All right. Okay. I did learn it's not a squid, but it's an octopus. Octopuses like to just punch animals for no reason. You just go my view of octopuses has gone down the drain all right with, with that being said we hope you have a wonderful day night morning whatever you're listening to this and we will see you next week when we will be doing some trivia we're gonna switch it up a little bit we're gonna have some fun here all right so you don't want to miss that there are major stakes on the line for the future of this podcast so yep. tune in next week 
And Someone might actually be the first one to die. You never know. For real. You never know. Virtually. <laughs> you heard it here first. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.